Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. <laughs> Folks at home, folks at home, how you doing tonight? Welcome to Ike Live. To let you know, my mic is flimsy tonight. We've got a brand new show for you on this wonderful Monday night. It's going to be a fabulous show. Joining me to my right, the co-host of this program, the crust, crust, crust of the show, Pete Lucic. How you doing tonight, Pete? Man, I'm doing good. I'm Pete, doing good. We, we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about the James River. Congratulations. Amazing performance. Thank I know you. you're disappointed, Thank you. Thank but we're going to get into that. Uh, before we do that, let me let me just give you a little sneak peek. We've got two recent bass winners tonight. Aaron Martins, Rick Morris joined us, plus other select guests. But we can't do the show without our amazing sponsors. Let me run through this list super quick. Of course, our title sponsor, Mystery Tackle Box, like Christmas to your door every month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. Use the promo code IKELIVE to receive 50% off your first box. Also brought to you by Flambo. Flambo makes the best tackle storage systems in the world, including the Z-Rust product, keeping your baits rust-free. Also brought to you by Hobie Kayaks. Kayak fishing is sweeping the world, changing the way we fish. Check it out. They've got the pedal drive system, hands-free Kayak fishing. TH Marine, not TNH, but TH Marine, <laughs> maker of great boat accessories from belly boats to 50 foot yachts. TH Marine. Non piercing cold tags. Right. Non piercing cold tags. That may be our product of the night tonight. We'll talk about Pete. Uh, TH Marine makes some great stuff. Brought to you by Tackle Warehouse. Everybody I know, including Kevin Van Dam, Bass Pro Shops guy, shops at Tackle Warehouse. That's right. I can out anybody I want on this show. It's my show. Also brought to you by Real Snot, uh, the maker of a lubricant that helps you in so many ways. I don't even have enough time, but in- improving casting distance and Getting rid of that memory, which is a pain in the butt. Uh, we're also brought to you, Pete, by Vision Wheel. And if you look right here, we've got this amazing table that Brian created for us. And it's a little look at some of the products at Vision Wheel. Go to visionwheel.com. If you want to trick out your truck and boat and make it look badass, please go to visionwheel.com. Pete, we've got another one. We're, we're uh, supported by a company that we're very familiar with, which is... Bass University. Tell us about Bass University. Yeah, Bass University is, it, I tell you, down at the James River, I, I got so much love from the, as well. from the subscribers of Bass University. As well. We, uh, we saw so many people down there. Thanks, everybody, for stopping by telling us how much you love the Bass University and really appreciate that. Hey, you guys, check it out. You can check it out for free right now. Use the discount code TRYBU. And that's at BassU.TV. Try it for 10 days for free. Come on over. Come on over with us and join the party. And last but not least, we have another sponsor that have been, it's been here from day one. <laughs> they are as much a part of Ike Live as the, the cast and crew here, Pete. And, uh, and we got, we got a special guest to talk about this product. This outstanding product. Stormtrooper! <laughs> Everyone knows it has liquid mayhem. Yes. Delicious scents. Crawl. Shad flavors. 25% off. Promo code Ike Live. But what I am excited to talk about is what I learned at iCast, which I paid my own way. <laughs> Liquid Mayhem will be joining forces with 
the makers of Flashlight Ooh. to bring very lifelike sense to that wonderful product. Some of those scents will include Bangladeshi outhouse, <laughs> pinky toe pumice, <laughs> 3 a.m. regret, <laughs> and sure to be Pete's new favorite, onion vinegar creme. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes, inside scoop. You've heard it here first. Thank you, Stormtrooper, <laughs> for the welcome. update. Thank you. Liquid Mayhem, big support of the show for day one. Uh, thank you to all those sponsors. <laughs> Hanging her with us when we come back. An amazing damn Ike Live show. Rick Morris, Aaron Martins, and more. Hanging her with us. Come on. Let's go. Warning. The following live webcast might contain content that some people find crude, vulgar, or objectionable. When watching this program, please make sure the room is well lit and do not sit too close to the screen. If you're uptight, easily offended, or lacking a sense of humor, please stop watching right now and leave the internet. Now it's time for I Plot. is this foolishness how many dreams can you shape in a minute an hour the kind of clean you like best lost three of my teeth too all right so you lost next time you win steamy hot hearty delicious invigorating Folks at home, folks at home, welcome to a brand new episode of Ike Live. Hope you're having a wonderful Monday night. We've got a big show in store for you. And if you notice by our social post, we're going to be dropping some bombs on you tonight. Uh, sitting to my right, the co-host of the show, the crust, crust of the show, Pete Lewis. Hey, good tonight, Pete. Good to see you. It's good to see you. Good to be back on the show. Great to have you. We're going to be talking uh, a lot of James River here in the beginning of the show. Great tournament. Thanks, uh, I, I'm super. I mean, I know, I know how it is when you have an event where it's so close, it's in your grasp, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. But I want to tell you, amazing event. Congratulations. Uh, Great th- job. Thank you. I mean, it's, it, it is tough when it's that close. You want that win. But I gotta say, and I, we'll talk about it more. I yeah. guess in the, that that day too was probably one of the most magical tournament days yeah. in my career. They're special when yeah. they happen like that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, we've got uh, some great guests coming on the show tonight. Of course, recent winner from the James River Tournament, Rick Morris, will be joining us. Also, recent elite winner from Lake Champlain with one of those unbelievable magic days mm-hmm. on the third day. 
Aaron Martins will be joining us. He's always great to to have on the show. What so. part? What part of Lake Champlain? I don't know. We're going to find out. We're going to find okay. out. See if he gives away the goods. Uh, we also have got a couple other select guests coming on. We're going to kind of keep that a little bit of secret for for a second here. Let me introduce the rest of the room and these guys make this show happen on the casting couch tonight. The one, the only, Dave Brodzik, a.k.a. Fathead, a.k.a. Stormtrooper. How are you doing tonight, Dave? Good to see you. Clapping for myself. Clap for yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Do the little pen clap. Ha- happy to see Pete. Yes. Man, I was heartbroken, dude. Uh, we'll, again, we'll talk about it, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's good to see you. Hey, thanks for rooting for me. Uh, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for rooting yeah, for me. We're, I really we're, we're going to talk it. about it. Dave, I want to put you on the spot real quick. We had a rare, something amazingly <laughs> rare yeah, happen yesterday. Let everybody know what what the hell happened yesterday. Yeah, so yesterday, for the first time in, I can't. A lie. long time. This is probably the first time since we shot a Going Ike episode two years ago. Yeah. This is the first time we fished together in two years. Yeah, man. Wow. Brian, uh, Eric, the intern, we all got to go out on one of our old stomping grounds, Alloway Lake. Alloway Lake, That's man, cool. that was what fun. A cool day out there, it was nice, man. It was, it was awesome. Did any bass bite? Yeah. The difference is, back then they were two to five pounders. Now they're. A lot of they're one eight, eight to, to eight to thirteen inches. Yeah, a lot of one, <laughs> a lot of cool. one to two pounders. So yeah. the, you know, whatever happened there in in the mm. years since the heyday of it, yeah. the size has definitely went down. But it's still an amazing fishery. Yeah. Still had a great time. Brought back a lot of memories. But we, you didn't see pods of bait busting back then, like you no, know. a lot more shad in so. the fishery. Wow, that place always had shad. It had shad, like but, that, I, but I, I think the schools of small shad were, were heavier. That was different. Yeah, small let, let me get you guys in here real quick, since we're talking about this. Uh, also, in our booth tonight, and these are the guys that make it happen day in and day out, pushing buttons, the producer of the show, Brian the T. Carpenter. Brian, how you doing tonight? Good to see Good, you. Man. Good, man. Good to see you. Uh, Brian, sitting next to you, your, your, is it your left-hand man tonight? Your right-hand man? Who is left it? Left nut. Left nut. Eric, the intern. <laughs> Eric, how you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Happy to be here. I well. can't hear you, but <laughs> he's good. Okay, he's good. Uh, let me. It, it was great fishing with you guys too. Yeah, man. Brian, let yeah. me put you on the spot. Dave mentioned it. That was the first time we've been back on on Alloway fishing like that for years Dude, and years. Maybe decades. Decades. Maybe decades. Here's yeah. the, here's the thing I want you to talk about a little bit. Wasn't it magical remembering exact trees? Yes. And exact spots, and, and then go, catching them on it yeah, twenty years later. Yeah. That was cool. How, how, about, how about our submerged roadbed that we figured Whoa. out by the docks? Right. The you roadbed. I mean? Come on. Yeah. Like like those structural features don't change, right? Mm. A roadbed's a roadbed. It's still going to be there. Mm. And it was just cool that we had no waypoint. We kind of had some memories of lineups, but we didn't have that because the because they're uh, developing a shoreline there. So it was kind of like you get in the area and you throw a crankbait out there and you're feeling around, you know. And it's funny because we, we weren't on it at first. Dave's like, "All right, come on, man, let's stop, let's stop, you know, let's get get away from, stop reliving history here." And just <laughs> like the next cast, yeah, yeah. I felt a little crunch, yeah. and it was like, "Don't one loaded up." And we ended up catching about uh, maybe half a dozen there. That's yeah. cool. It was really cool. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. I saw you guys going fishing, and I'm like, you're. I, I it surprised me, right? Because you had been fishing for three straight weeks. Yes, been through the grinder. Yes. And, uh, it's a great it's a great segue, and I want to let everybody know, and I told Brian I get, had something special planned, and I, I think this is a great time to do it. Uh, my fishing right now has been really, you know, I don't want to say it's bad. Uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons that you have a bad tournament or a bad day. Mm-hmm. Things in the last three weeks for me have sucked, have really not come together, you know. I've been so close, but it's been a lost fish or a right instead of a left or, you, you know, yeah. I'm just in this funk. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, so that's kind of where I'm at. 
And that day, to me, I wanted to remember why I love this sport. You know what I mean? Okay. Because honestly, after the James River, you know, on the drive back that morning, I, I literally drove back that morning, stopped, got rid of some rods, and we went fishing. Yep. I wanted to remember why I do this. I wanted to, I wanted wow. to remember that that's, feeling that's smart. Of, of loving the sport and yeah. having fun. But in saying that, I had three horrible weeks. I don't want to spend the whole show talking about it. I just want to let it all out right now. Fuck! <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Not talking about it the rest of the show. I just had to let it out. Well, What's the matter? You, 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 you blew out people's speakers now. I didn't now. blow out nobody's speakers. But, uh, let me tell you. Hey, that, 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 I'm telling you right now. What, what you're talking about is a slump. You know, and it's it's a process that you got to go oh, through. Any competitor man. goes through it. <laughs> but uh, but it's an interesting solution that you came up with. You know. Thank you. Thank oh, wait, wait. What solution are we talk about? That that right there? Yeah, right? Well, <laughs> I think it's a combination it of both. Let it out. Hold. Don't keep it in. All right, yeah. so it's out, right? For that, those that of you it? guys that are having problems in your fishing or your marriage or other parts of your life, <laughs> don't keep it bottled up. Shit will just get worse. Okay. Let it out. Uh, it's going to be a great show tonight. Once again, Rick Morris, Aaron Martin. As we start every show, let me uh, oh send a thank you to all our military men and women, uh, active and veterans. Thank you guys for what you do. It's a crazy freaking world. Uh, police, I, firemen, EMT, Pete, got to got to thank I, all these you, folks. We got we got to thank them, and I got a special thanks that I want to uh, touch on yeah. right here. I fished, uh, had the pleasure of drawing out Mark Bartosh on the first day of the James River Tournament. Twenty-eight year Army veteran, twenty-eight wow. year awesome. combat veteran. Awesome, he parachuted into harm's way in Panama. He uh, he has just been through the ringer and and just a, just a wonderful person, such an amazing attitude, and has done so much for us. I want to thank him, and uh, it was a pleasure fishing with you, Bartman, and I wish you all the best in the future. We just we just lost a police officer Sunday when we were out fishing. Yeah, yeah, uh, police officer just south of Kansas City got gunned down, still looking for the bad guy. Oh man, stop. Mm. young guy, one year on the job. Yeah. Mm. Also, uh, Brian DeCarpenter, uh, we want to give a shout out to Davy Height's son. Uh, Parker Height uh, just got word a couple days ago through Facebook that he received the Bronze Star. Huge, huge, that's, huge yep. thing. Congratulations. So, yeah. Congrats. Amazing. Congrats to Davey and, and Parker. Uh, amazing. Thank you, Parker, for what you do. Uh, also got some news on uh, Justin Rackley, who's Lake Fork guy. It's uh, been on the show. Brian the Carpenter uh, yep. was with us maybe two, two, three shows ago yep. when we did our YouTube special. Uh, he, he got diagnosed with a brain tumor. Mm-hmm. He's battling that stuff right now. Our, our thoughts and prayers are with you, Justin. Uh, and we've got another little note here. Um, if you want to help, uh, you know, the, the cost there, Pete, have to be insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, ha- he's having trouble with his insurance company. Yeah, insurance, of course. Uh, insurance is a disaster for anybody. Scumbags. Uh, if you want to help, Justin, wow. if you want to help Lake Fork guy, go to uh, makeeverycastcount.com. Correct, yeah. You can go there. If you purchase a T-shirt, they've got for sale 100% of those proceeds will go toward uh, toward Justin's uh, battle on this thing. So so look at that. That's great. Uh, also, real quick, shout out to uh, to Brenda, Brenda Botanowitz, oh, who's yeah. a, a good friend of ours, yep. who's right now battling some similar stuff. So we're thinking about you, Brenda. Uh, you're in our prayers. Uh, l- let me go over tonight's show. And in no particular order, Pete, we've, we're going to do a little recap of the James River, which okay. is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to hear about it from you, from Rick Morris. Uh, we're going to do a little rundown later in the show 
of the Ike Foundation event, which uh, we really didn't talk about yet, right? We're going to get a recap of that. Ah, first show. Okay. Set. That's going to yeah. be great. We're going to talk about the kayak division. We're going to talk about the boating division, everything in between. Uh, we're going to be talking with Aaron Martins, Lake Champlain winner. It's going to be pretty awesome. We're also going to be talking about ICAST a little bit. Maybe we might start with that before we even get to the James River. Uh, and then finally, at the end of the show, and I, I want you guys to hang in there with us, we've got uh, two of the guys involved. The two guys. The two guys involved in, in what's now known as, a week later, not even a week later, the James River Rumble. Yes. These two guys that got to a big altercation on the James River, uh, uh, Andy Francis and uh, Charlie, what's his last name, Brian? Give me, give me a little Maychuck. hand on it. Hartley? McKee? Maycheck. Maycheck. Uh, Andy Francis, Charlie Maycheck. Machek. Machek will Maychuck. be joining us tonight to talk about the Rumble. And we hear more and more about guys getting into it on the water, guys cutting people off. We're gonna we're gonna hear from both of them. We're gonna analyze that a little bit. So you're gonna want to hang in there with us for that. That's gonna be it's gonna be pretty interesting. Ethics you know? on the water. Yeah, ethics on the water. Speaking of that, Brian DeCarpenter, what a great post, the stormtrooper <laughs> post that we made. Dave, does it does it surprise you how many people thought that was real? So here's here. Stupid is everywhere. Night. I worked overnight, <laughs> and I wake up this morning to read the posts, and I'm groggy, right? And I'm Am I read? I'm like, am I reading this wrong? Are people actually think that a guy wearing this helmet was fishing and cut Mike off, and someone happened to have a GoPro while Mike was giving. Yeah. Like people were actually like, Mike, you got a taste of your own medicine. Yeah. It's oh, ridiculous. It's great. It's great. See, well, see, people have connected with the stormtrooper, man. Yeah. But Pete, these people thought like there's people that thought it was real. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Did, did I had to call Brian and say, Brian, am I missing the humor? Like, no, people won't believe that. Oh, uh, dude, and, and they're holding on to it. No matter how much you tell them, it, uh, people say it was a parody. They're holding on to it's it. It's unbelievable. Uh, you know, of course, everybody watching tonight, most of you know, was a parody. It was a mock on on the guests we're going to have on tonight in the James River Rumble. Uh, but it's great. I love it. I love that there are that many stupid people out there. It makes me feel really smart. Because I'm not that smart. So I love the fact that there's Anything that makes you feel smarter. Anything that makes me feel smarter. And I told Brian this a thousand thousand times, I want to say it again. Thank you. Uh, with the dearest of my heart. Brian, give me a close-up of it. me so I so they see how sincere I am real quick. Let me grab my yards beer, too, while I say this. Thank you to all the haters out there. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for hating on me. You have made my business successful over the last 20 years. This very chair I sit in have, has been paid for by you. Thank you, haters. This goes out to you. Uh, hey, Mike, are we going to play that video? Are we going to play the two videos in comparison We later? should. Uh, yeah, we should. I'm ready. Right? Let's go. Uh, yeah, are we going to wait till we get those guys on? Nah, yeah, let's, let's, just... let's play them now. Well, this is what we're talking because a lot of people watching people might not watching, have seen okay. it. Yeah, there are a lot they don't know what we're talking about. don't follow social media. But Does, let's, let's build Sure, what first, this Ryan. is well let's talk about what this this is the first day of the James River tournament right this is boat number 1 and boat number 7 Wow. Arriving at a community community discharge, discharge pipe, discharge. right? Poop, it's poop known pipe. it's known to win tournaments, right? Poop pipe. So you get a good boat draw, you run for this pipe, mm. and these two guys are aware of it, and they ran for this pipe. Yeah, and this is what happened. Yeah, yeah give us a second. We're gonna play. Yeah, we're, we're gonna play. It's in like a that. See, you know, the same situation exists on the Potomac, the crap plant uh, over by Leesburg Ramp. 
in oh, that yeah. cove. Yeah. You, you, know, you, yep. get, you yeah, think you got it to yourself. You go through all the yeah. bumping your elbow yeah, and get back here. And here's the thing here, about you know? this James River Rumble when we get these guys on the phone. This isn't nothing new. Mm-hmm. This happens every tournament. Mm-hmm. It happens, you know, gosh, it happens two, three times a week across the country. But, you know, a lot of it lies in how the guys handle the situation, right? And how they how they deal with the situation, how they, you know, share the water or mm-hmm. how they try to divide it up, you know. And that and that's kind of where suck if you do catch one, here you you're go. going to get disqualified. Show it right here. Okay, Brian DeCarpenter. Can we get a full screen of that? It's going to suck if you do catch one cuz you're going to get disqualified. For being unsportsmanlike, you can't pull up on somebody that's fishing and cast where they're casting and go around their boat and cut in front of them in between them and the bank. He ain't saying nothing. Yeah, that's nice video, bro. <laughs> it's gonna suck if you do catch one. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, that was that was part of the original uh, video, put, right? Put and, hey, he uh, knows how to say unsportsmanlike, though. Yeah, he does. You say sportsman's yeah. like. <laughs> I like to, I like to pluralize everything. Yeah, yeah. Bass. I'm gonna catch me some basses this weekend. All right, now here here we've got. What what are you showing us here, Bry? Is this another piece of it, or we? Got, yeah, it's just like a video. All right, bro. this is another video. Here's another. Dang. Look at this. Wow, now that's that's close. That's tight. That's close. That's like a close shave right there, Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at this. Good lord. That's close. That's buffered. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's the original. And then what we're talking about here is we made a spoof of this. Uh, you going to show the spoof? Yeah. Okay. We made a spoof of this same video when we were out. A terrible, terrible parody. A terrible parody. <laughs> it, it, terrible spoof. Two takes. This was the second take. This and was, it was a, terrible. It and we were like, takes. that's cool. Let's get back to fishing. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. it. And, and you can keep in mind, you know, Dave, you've had no acting classes over the years, right? <laughs> no, in fifth grade, I was Jules Brenner in The King and I. <laughs> <laughs> I was the star of the play, and Scott Barrett was my Gunga Dean. Absolutely. Scott Barrett was the Gunga Dean. I have been trained. I have no acting skills. And here, here you go. Play this one, Brian. Let it, let it rip for us. Yeah, all right. Come on, let's go. Come on, dude. Really? <laughs> I mean, you're just you're just gonna cut in front of me like that? Dude, that is so unsportsmanlike. Unsportsmanlike. <laughs> 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 what? What the heck? You know, if you catch one, you're gonna be disqualified. You don't have nothing to say. <laughs> Pete, now there were people that thought that really happened. Nobody stops the question why he's wearing a stormtrooper helmet. They just go right to hate. Yeah. Come on, Straight man. to hate. Yule has got some training. Yule has you know? definitely got some training. Yule. I, I, that's the first time I've seen this stormtrooper on camera without something to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let, let's just go ahead because we're going to get back uh, again. Hang in there with us in the show because we're going to have both those guys on there talking about the situation. But let's go ahead and just jump into to James River where we're talking about it. And really, there were a lot of crowded conditions in that tournament. I mean, you know, you've got how many areas you think, Pete? Maybe three or four general areas of the James, and you have 200 boats that crowd into those same three mm-hmm. or four areas, right? You've got around Osborne, you've got the Chickahominy, uh, you've got a, you know, a couple other small places. 
But 200 boats, you're going to have people. Like the chick is a great example of you don't have anything to yourself, right? So right. Talk, talk a little bit about that. I mean, well, they, they said in last year's tournament, the local guys were standing on the bridge, the entrance to the chick, and they counted 135 boats pass under that wow. bridge on the first day of the tournament. Well so over half of the field. Well over half of the field yeah. going in there. And it, it's, it's a small river system. You know, and, uh, you know, to, to, I mean, you talk about ethics. I was, Dave Mansu was preparing a seminar for kids about ethics of bass fishing. Yeah. You know, you don't, I mean, you, we just, you don't hear it being addressed. You know, how do you handle that situation when you, you know, there's, there's a single discharge pipe? Is it yeah. big enough for two boats? Yeah. You know, is uh, a dock row, right? Guys fishing down a row of docks, like on the chick. You know, is it, I mean, is it okay to pull? Two docks in front of them, four docks in front of them. You know what? What is the etiquette yeah. in those situations? Yeah. Um, and and every situation is different. But I tell you, I will say the one thing that is most important is communication. That's it. Yeah. You know, communication. You got to yeah. talk. You don't put your trolling motor down and start firing in. You pull up and you say, "Hey, this discharge pipe is big enough for two boats. If we work together, maybe we can protect it from other boats coming in yeah. here." And we can, you got an insect there on your mic. The, uh, you know, and, and we can work together on yeah. a situation yeah. like this. Or, or the guy says, look, it's not big enough for two boats. You know, I'm here first. You're going to have to give me my space. So, yeah. but I, I think communication is, is the key. Be, yeah, being a man and telling the guy what your intention is. Yeah. And not yeah. just being scummy about it. Like, yeah. look, dude. I'm in this too. I, I know the same exact fish. We're going to have to share yeah. this, and we're going to have to get along. Yeah, and yeah. Let, me, let me remind everybody watching. This is a good time to remind everybody. We want to hear from you on this. We want to hear mm. what people are thinking. Uh, respond and, and let us know how you would handle this situation. Hit us up on our IM. It's messaging right there next to your screen. Or Brian DeCarpenter, what are we on? Are we on Facebook Live tonight? We are. If you're on Facebook Live, on the Ike Live We might page, even read those messages. Uh, we might mm-hmm. read some of those, too. But hit us, <laughs> hit us up on the instant messaging, and Eric uh, Eric will get a couple of the good ones through. It's a tough situation, man. It's and, a tough situation. And you got to be prepared. Like, when you like when you got 135 boats up to Chick, you got to be tolerant. Yeah. yeah. Right? You can't no. lose your temper. No. Nah. You know, gonna, dude, you're going to be fishing the same stuff other dudes are fishing, it, and you, it's going to happen. It, exactly. You've got nothing to yourself up there. Yeah. Uh, let's switch a little bit and talk about patterns. Pete, you had a great tournament. You had a legitimate shot to win going to the last day. I know a lot of people right now are watching um, that want to corner you and, and talk to you a little bit about it was tough. It was an mm-hmm. August tournament. We were deal, you know, dealing with coming off of two or three days of 90-degree, 100-degree heat almost. Tell everybody a little bit about how your tournament progressed and what you did. Well, it was uh, – it didn't progress the way I thought it was going, right. to be honest with you. I practiced down the chick, and, yeah. I, and I, had a, I had a couple good patterns down there, and I saw some high-caliber fish uh, down on the chick. And, uh, and I also practiced in the James because I love – the James River, man. It, it's just like the Delaware. A it reminds of me of the Delaware. Yeah, I've never fished it. Yeah, it, it just feels like that. You know, it's got industrial cover and it's got pretty heavy current and it, it just feels like, you know, I feel yeah. at home there. And I always want to fish the tournament there. Yeah. Can, you you know, win, if, can you win tournaments, Main River? It, it, it's been won there before. Yeah. It's been won. It's hard, right? Yeah. The chick has got the Florida strain. It's got the bigger bass. You, you'll see nine pounders, eight pounders. The chick has submergent grass. The mm. upper James has no submergent grass. Mm-hmm. Zero. Little emergent, right? No submergent. But you'll you'll see big bags in the James. Oh yeah. In the spring, you know, in early season. You live there. Yeah, they're they're there, but they're just hard to catch that time of year. So, so anyway, I'm I'm uh, you know, we got a tide situation, and here's what I did, and I, and um, 
I, I decided to start in the James. I was going to start in the James no matter what because the tide benefited the James. Yeah. We had we had like two hours of outgoing tide in the morning. Yeah. And, um, you know, I wanted to – and tide was already coming in down at the Chick. It's a long boat ride. So before I left the James, no matter what, I was going to stop. But I got a little help to help me make that decision because what I was going to fish the James for a couple hours to low, and then I was going to blow down to the Chick and uh, fish the afternoon down there. And as I'm running down, now, you guys know I had a breakdown at Oneida, you know, where my, mo- where my motor wouldn't get me up on pad. I had it fixed, worked perfectly all during practice. Within a mile of the takeoff during the tournament, it starts skip, skip, skipping. Uh. And, I'm, and I'm like, Are you, oh, my gosh, you know. What this is just such a persistent problem, you know? How could this be happening, yeah. you know? And and so immediately, right as a tournament angler, right, your my plan is out the window. Yeah. Right, chick is gone. Where can I put down at right now. There's no way I'm going to make it. Uh, that, yeah, it's 70 miles or yeah. 50 miles, whatever. It is. So I'm like, well, all right. My plan was to start in the James. We're just going to fish it. We're fishing the James all day. Commit. So I, you know, that's what I did. I I scrambled around and and I caught almost 11 pounds, which is a fairly uh, competitive bag. Had me in in 37th place and um, in in, in fairly good position in the tournament. Now, here's the deal. So I take the boat and we go to the Evanbrew service crew um, and they start working on it. And they're, it's, they start replacing all kinds of parts, uh, and I'm test driving it, replacing parts and test driving it. And I, I don't want to thank Steve at the Evanroot Service Crew for, for putting this effort in at, at this tournament. He worked from about 3.30 in the afternoon till about 10.30 at night. Yeah. On my wow. on my boat, and I sat there in the in the service cruise while this was going on, yeah. and I just kept test driving it, and we kept replacing parts, trying to figure it out, and um, it was amazing. This because it this part that he the last part that he replaced fixed the problem. Wow! And it's a part that never fails. How about that? It, they've, as a matter of fact, the part that he put on there is like ten years old. It's been in the trailer that long because they've never needed it, and it costs nineteen dollars. Wow! It costs nineteen. What is it? It's a switch that um, it's it's a throttle switch. Okay. That that I, I don't understand the motor workings that well, but it takes the motor down to three cylinders when you need it to, so that it doesn't you know slam into gear and and so it drops it down to operating at three cylinders. It's that little switch. Okay. But that was failing, and at high speeds it was it was acting weird and it was it was causing causing the motor to skip. And uh, he put that little switch on there. She ran like a top and uh, ran amazing, right? So I'm psyched. I uh, I got my boat back. I've got a longer fishing day on day two. Yeah. Got a, still a great plan. I'm going to start at the James. I'm going to run down the chick. Yeah. And uh, so I start, start at the James. I catch a quality fish, decent fish right away. And then I go to this uh, row of trees where I had caught a quality fish at practice. And I jacked one almost six pounds. Wow! Dang. In the James proper, and Game changer. And I and I'm yeah. and now now I'm like changing my plan again. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> mm. you know, I've just caught a giant. You know, let's let's see what can happen. I'm still thinking the chick because I've caught I had some quality bites down there, so I'm um, I'm waiting for the tide to get right down there, and I'm like, I got about an hour. 
and I decided to go look at some real hot weather patterns. Like you said, it was hot weather was driving this bite, you know, and it's been stable and hot. And I went and looked at some areas that had cooler water temperatures, creeks, yeah. right? They were running about 5 to 10 degrees cooler. Yeah. And this time of year on the Chesapeake and all these places, it'll it'll concentrate fish in heat Hold waves. And uh, I, and I hadn't caught any fish in there at practice to speak of a few bites here and there, and uh, so I, I I'm like I got an hour let me go in here and look I had about ten pounds, in 45 minutes I was up to 18 pounds. Wow. And in a creek. How about, in a how creek. about your back seater? How was he doing? Uh, he did. He was catching them. Uh, my my back seater. He had uh he had a good bag. He had eight pounds. For three, bag, yeah. which is a solid co-angler yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, limit for the James. So I'm sorry. To yeah, as a matter of fact, I, he got a check in the term because he zeroed on day one, and he got a check by that one day's fishing. Oh, wow. So, um, but anyway, the uh, yeah, we went and and I got you know I, I'm up to 18 pounds, and I'm just. Uh, you know, this is just unbelievable. So I start trying to develop this pattern, and I'm looking at other creeks. I'm looking at other areas. I'm practice fishing, yeah. you know, for tomorrow and and uh, getting ready for this scenario. And and it's and, and like I was telling you, Dave, sometimes just magic happens that's not supposed to. And and uh, in this particular case, I was flipping my jig and I was reeling it back to the boat. And about two feet from the boat, four and a half pounder comes and, and gets it. And you know, you catch that fish maybe half the time, right? Yeah. You're either not prepared, you're looking at your next cast, yeah. or yeah. or what have you, or he blows it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And boom, I I stick him and boat flip that fish, and uh, and then put me up over twenty pounds. Wow. Uh, yeah. So it was uh, it was an amazing amazing day too, and um. And I did it all, you know, on a little jig uh, with a blue trailer. I don't know if you guys can see that. A blue chunk on there. A blue chunk. And a, I think the blue chunk is key. It gives J, J.K., Justin Kimmel, kind of practicing last year, yeah. kind of put the color pattern together. And on high tide, I caught some fish on Terminator Shad Spinnerbait. Um, you know, just Classic just rolling just yeah. rolling down the banks. Just real simple fishing, simple river fishing. Yeah, it's really not complicated. It's about being in the right place. Yeah. So so anyway, on uh, on on day three, and this is this is where it got kind of squirrely, right? I go through all the breakdowns and all that other stuff. And day three, I'm starting out on boat number one. And what what do they do at boat number one? The first thing they check. Do you? Can you th- oh, they check your insurance. They oh, check your insurance. If that's the first top twelve you've made. They'll check your insurance. They yeah. check your insurance. Yeah. And I gave them my expired insurance card <laughs> on, on on day three, right? Right. It's it's. Um, Hold on a second. <laughs> it's a bad deal. What? I was looking for a sound effect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very <laughs> close. So here it is, five minutes before takeoff. Yeah, no. I have no insurance. I have a West Coast insurance company that office doesn't open for three hours. I um, I'm stuck and and I'm I'm like the first thing I do is I call Shelly, right? And then she's at home. And I'm like, Shell, you got to get her to the desk. You got to, you got to find it because I got it. I have insurance. Yeah. I don't know why my card is it's expired. It's just it slipped. But uh, so she's working on it. I'm calling my agent because I happen to have a cell phone. So I'm calling him at three o'clock, you know, West Coast time. I'm calling him, calling him, texting him. Uh, You're calling him like four or five times in a row. Yeah. Like, like when we crank skeet the other night. <laughs> <laughs> that. 
<laughs> I didn't know you cranked oh, Steve. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but he's not responding. And then my little angel came through with a bleep bleep little image message that came through. Now, what's, what's transpired? Tournament's gone. Dude, you're still at the dock and all Boat the two, three, four, boat uh, twelve. They're gone. <laughs> it is it, it is quiet as you can imagine. There is not a sound. Bass staff is like they're they're feeling my pressure. They're, they're trying not, to get breakfast. Like why didn't this some bitch have this shit together? Yeah. I I could feel pressured. Like they could feel my pressure. They yeah. they were just not even talking to each other. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you couldn't. I mean, it was just so quiet. It was eerie yeah. how quiet it was. And I'm just sitting there like on the phone, and and then I got that text, and then boom, there it is. It's you know she she found it, and and I showed it. Um, to Chris, and he's like, "You go right." Only only lost about ten minutes, right? Yeah. So, but still, it's what it did to you mentally, man. Well, here's the deal: it derail you. Why are they checking my insurance five minutes before the tournament on the takeoff? That should be right. upon registration. It should be upon registration. I I thought about this. How many other guys have been put through the grinder? Sitting there and prevented from being takeoff. Yeah. How many tournaments have been impacted I, fact, by that? I remember a few years back. World's full of slackers, man. I agree. Well, I, I could say this a few years back, <laughs> uh, maybe four, five, six years ago, Ish Monroe, similar situation. Slacker. And he got into it with Chris Bowes because of it. Yeah. You know, and it was the same scenario. Hmm. I could tell you what, what they do in the elites and what Trip Weldon does on the elite side is during the top 12 meeting, He'll check it then. Check it the then. Before you're creating, yeah. you're creating an opportunity for failure, right? For unnecessarily, right? These, these, all of us are out there just leaving it all on the water, man. Yeah. I mean, I made a mistake. Granted, it's in the rules. It was my responsibility, and as the rules are written, that's that. Yeah. That's I'm not arguing w- with that. I'm saying let's fix it. Let's move forward. And we have to show our driver's license at registration. The fishing license. Our fishing license, rather. Show your insurance card. Be yeah. done. Yeah. And if the guy doesn't have an, if if it's expired, then he has an opportunity to react during business hours. Right. Right. To, to get his new card. Doesn't FLW Agreed. when you first register with them? Don't they make you, from what I remember, I know get the same insurance to them? Don't you? We might have to get maybe Bill so. Taylor on the phone tonight. Next yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's you know I'm telling you you know I'm and I'm not using it as an excuse. Yeah, I was spun out. Right. You talk about a pressure cooker. Right. You're leading yeah. the tournament yeah. and you are not allowed to take a cast. And you're sitting there. You know, it just makes you nuts. But. uh but I'd like to see that rule changed, and, and um, so you but, get the launch. So I get the launch, and uh, I just roll out and I start fishing, and and I just caught them. I mean, I just I caught them from the word go. I was catching them all, all kinds of ways on top waters, on the Terminator, on the jig, and um, uh, thank credit to my partner too, because we switched over um, when the tide got low. They wouldn't bite the jig real well. Uh, the fish were going to get skittish, and they were smaller fish that I was fishing for. But we went over to fishing soft plastics, creature baits, and I caught a lot of a lot of fish uh, on creature baits yeah. on day two. Yeah. But in the same areas where those big giant fish, uh, you know, were reactive at the same exact tides, 
we caught all pound and a half fish. Wow. And uh, so I can't, I had about eight pounds. And then the tide escaped me. I scrambled the best I could. I went into some new creeks and fished the main river habitat, looked for some released fish to do what I could to try to get my weight up. But uh, but it is what it is. I mean, hey, it was a, it was one of the greatest tournament days yeah. in my it's career on day two. For a long time. Yeah. You were going to need an above average bag to, to beat the I would have winner anyway. You would have to come in with a really. I needed thir- I needed thirteen pounds. Thirteen yeah. pounds. And that's a that's a stout bag on the James River in August, you know, to catch thirteen pounds. Yeah. So I, you know, hats off to Rick and the other guys, and uh, you know, they had a great tournament. But I, I feel good about it. Say it again, Greg De Palma. Yeah, Greg, Greg De Palma. Yeah, yep. he 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 snuck past me in fifth place, and fifth. and actually the um, the fourth place finisher. Who was in second place going and credit Bash U, my credit my seminar about tidal water fishing wow. at Bash U to beat me. Screwed yourself. I, I screwed myself on that yeah. one. Well, here's the other Congratulations, you guys. Here's the other big news for the James River. My second day partner, my second day co-angler, won the event. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, my second day partner won I, the event. I saw that. I saw the way, and he he gave you so much credit <laughs> and love. <laughs> Never give up. Yeah. <laughs> Something yeah. in that laugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Jerski, J E Z I E R S K I. John, yeah. I'm saying your name. I'm probably butchering it. You could just call him uh, Johnny J. Johnny J. Johnny J. Congratulations. Congratulations. I. It, it was actually awesome. It, it was one of those. Tough things to swallow because, you know, again, I'm in the chick. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the right things. But he, you know, he fished. He did the right things from the back. He never cast over my line. Mm-hmm. You know, he just did all the right things, you know. And it was like that big one he caught, which was 8-9. Oh, damn. It came on a dock that I had didn't even practice on. It's a dock that I, I fish a lot there, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's a dock where, you know, the key targets are – on that break, right? You know, mm-hmm. the dock comes off the shallow bank, and you've got shallow, shallow pillars. Then you've got a couple of the pillars where it drops. And then the very end of the dock sits in what I always considered too deep a water, right? You know, that 10, mm-hmm. 12 foot, which is, to me, it's not prime. And it's it's about halfway through the day, and I'm I'm rushing. Mm-hmm. I'm fishing fast, right? So I go to that dock, and I'm I'm on the left side, and I hit a couple of the key ones, and I turn around. And hit a couple of the other ones again from the back, and I miss that deep corner where the dock makes the corner. Yeah. And it's about eight or ten foot, and he cast in there and set the hook and caught that big one. So here, let me tell you a couple of things about. Wow. It. So when he set the hook on it, I just watched his rod, and I'm and I'm like, and and it just came out. I'm like, God, please let that be a bass. I don't even know why I said that, but you know, I knew this dude was already in the top ten. You know, he was fit, he was the nicest guy in the world. He was fishing clean behind me. And I wanted it to be a bass, you know? Yeah. And then I, I saw it first and saw the stripe on it. And I'm Ooh. like, oh, my God. So I'm like, dude, I throw my f- rod down, and I get in the back, and I'm like I'm like waiting for this thing. They have a chance to bear hug it. It comes near us and does this weird jump, and I can't get it. It oh, comes God. out of my hands. And I'm like, God, God. And he comes back, and, dude, I get him. I just pin him to the side of the boat. I do that little claw thing. Yeah, and, do, yeah. mm. and the first thing I do is I pin him and he immobilizes him. And I look down and put my hand in his mouth. And son of a gun, he's using a shaky head. You ready for this? An eighth-ounce shaky head, probably a three-out hook on it. He's got the thing hooked in the gill plate. The craziest, oh, craziest. Dude, God. and this is this is proof. We always talk about when it's meant to be, yeah. you're going to win. So oh, that yeah. fish must have bit it, and he tail. weighed it too long and, like, 
hit, drop it, and he set the hook. Whatever. But he still got it in the gill plate. Yeah. I lifted it in the boat, and as I'm lifting it, the jig head falls out of the fish. Oh, wow. Dude, I was so pumped up. And this, I'm shaking, you know? <laughs> Dude, I bear hugged John, and I, I, I was squeezing him for like a minute. Like, I couldn't stop squeezing him. And, you know, it's funny because it was like... You were hoping like, he would pass out so you could put it in your no, side. <laughs> no, it's funny because, you know, part of me, you know, a little part yeah, of me... Yeah, hugging him from behind underneath his neck. <laughs> yeah. Hug around the neck. Around the neck. <laughs> I was hugging his throat I was giving really him a hard. Some Jim Miller taught me. Uh, Rear naked choke. No, it's funny because, you know, like part of, part of me, you know, a small part of me was like pissed and mad. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like... This is the shit how it's been going for me, right? right yeah. Like, there it goes. There's the cut fish, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And I lost another one first thing in the morning. I don't want to get into it. But, you know, it's like <laughs> this shit's been happening to me. So part of me was pissed, but the other part of me was, like, stoked for this guy. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And I knew that that was the winning fish, you know? And I, t- I told him after that he ended up catching, like, one more. And he caught three the whole day. But they were all two pounds or better, including that one. At the end of the day, what was his weight? His weight was 13 and a half pounds. Holy smokes. For three fish. Dag. And what a So bag. here's the deal. So we're idling back. We're, we check in. We're idling back in the thing. And I just turned off the motor for a second. This is before we even tied up to the dock. I look at him. I said, dude. I said, please. I said, do not put down that shaky head or the drop shot. Because they're the – he actually caught four. I'm sorry. He caught one other small keeper. I said, don't put those down all day. I looked at that and I said, oh, you will win this tournament. Yeah. yeah. The next day – he had one keeper. He had actually had two keeper bites, but he had one keeper bite. He landed that he caught on a drop shot the last day, and that and he won the tournament by by a wow, pair. wow. wow. So he weighed in one oh, fish man. on the final. He weighed day. in one fish. It weighed like one three or oh. one seven <laughs> on the final day, and won uh, and man. won by the tournament. Dude, when you're gonna win, you're gonna win. Good yeah, man, you man. can't stop that shit, dude. That's cool. Mm-hmm. When did this all start to happen? The bad luck? No. For me? The, the rooting for the co-anchor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, I, I, I am... Dude, I am so... Uh, man, I don't even want to talk about this. <laughs> I'm I'm finished. I'm not always finished. I'm, I've had my fill of tournament fishing. Yeah. And I'm really... St- I'm starting to root for the other guys. You know what I mean? Like, I'm close to the end for me. You know? I, it might be a year. It might be three years or whatever. But, you know, that part of me wants to see these guys succeed. Especially this guy. This yeah, guy was yeah. the nicest freaking guy in the world. Yeah. He told me he had fished as a co-angler mm. for like 20 years and never won one. I'm like, this is a dream story for yeah, this yeah. guy. This the one. It's the biggest tur- biggest fish he ever caught in a tournament ever. Yeah. Es- yeah. Especially when he's fishing clean. Like, he's fishing clean. I, I, he wasn't I, I, root, me, I root for know? my guys, too. I mean, it hurts when they catch a big one behind yeah. you. But when they do it in, in a way, in an area that you didn't fish and and, and not pressuring your areas, I mean, it was, it was good legit. for them. It was legit. You know? It's interesting to see this side of you, though, because, I mean, I'm, we've known each other a very long yeah, time. I'm competitive, of your course. Your competitiveness yeah. would not allow you to root for that guy. Right. It would absolutely override any willingness to want this dude to win, no matter how good he is. You could be, be fishing there. You know, Moses yeah. could have been in the back of the boat. Yeah. You're still going to want to take him out. <laughs> right. You're going to still rue that eight-pounder being in his hand and not yours. Yeah. And here you are now. I know. You know? I think it's just getting a little old. So, you know, you get older yeah. and you get you just get, oh, yeah. you know. Low T. Yeah. Low well, he, well, he was uh, – the things that he said that were cool, like you said you landed that fish for him. But uh, he, he commented how every time he set the hook, you jumped right back there and landed all oh, his yeah. fish oh, yeah, without, even, without any hesitation. Yeah. Light line, spin a rod. I mean, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. What, yeah. what are you going to do? Let the guy try to land him himself? Are you, are you He's cross, a big are, dude, are you, are you too. crossing yeah. old ladies at the intersection now? You're parking <laughs> your car and crossing I've, old ladies? I've been known to cross some old ladies at the intersection. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, no, I'm still a dick, Dave. I'm not hating on the transition. No, I'm just saying. Just, I just want to prove making an observation. I got into it with Alton at Lake Champlain. I heard about this. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got inside guys. What happened? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was one of those deals where it was a place that I had caught him at in practice. It was a place I caught one the first day of the tournament. He wasn't there. Uh, and, you know, the second day, I drove past it. He was on it. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to stop. He's on it. And I fished around, and I caught some. Uh, but I was struggling. And I'm like, I got to go to that waypoint. You know, I caught one there yesterday. I caught a big one there in practice. I got to go. So the second time I go to it, he's there, but he's way out on the end of it. It's uh, What's the big shoal that's in uh, Mississippi? The big community. Oh, uh, yeah. Ghost? No, yeah. it starts with an M. McGregor. Martindale. 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 Yeah. So I get there, and the waypoint I had is about in the middle of Martindale. So the second time I go to it, dude, he's on the end of it, the tip of it. You know how long that thing is. Long. So I pull up to it, and, dude, all of a sudden, I mean, I can barely see him. I can hear him yelling, you know? And and what he's saying, and as 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 I start to hear him, I'm like, first time I looked around, I looked at my partner. I'm like, he talking to me? Like, I honestly didn't, you know... I didn't even think. I'm like, he's half a mile away, you know? But, you know, then he's got the trolling motor on high, and he's getting closer, and he's yelling. But he's yelling at me like a dog, like you would, like, scold a dog. Like, hey, get out of here. Go. Get out of here. Go. I'm like, don't fucking yell at me like a dog. Like, am I a fucking dog? Do I look like a dog? I'm a person. You know what I mean? First of all, I caught one here yesterday, you fucking asshole. Oh, right. Oh, and then, you know, but, but, but again, it was like, uh, you know, it was like, dude, you know, if, if, if I'm messing with you, call me like, hey, Mike. Can you please let me have this? You know what I mean? You know, is there any way you can fish the very bottom of the reef? Or You know what I mean? Yep. So whatever. He starts yelling at me, and he's getting closer, and I'm like, I don't even want to deal with it. And, you know, I said something back. I'm like, well, what? I'm like, what do you, what part do you want? I'll fish a different part. You know, and then he says something like, I, I told my camera guy, I knew you were going to do this to me. I, when I saw you drive past earlier, I just knew you were going to do that. I'm like, here's a great Christian for you, right? (laughs) Here's a great Christian for you, a a guy that praises Jesus every minute of every day, talking about, no, Brian, I'm going to talk about it. (laughs) You know, having bad thoughts about me right off the giddy, like I'm trying to jump his stuff. Right, right, right. Uh, Like no one knows about that. Right. Uh, Anyway, so again, I I put the motor on high, and I start going away. I'm trying to get away, go down the reef, and then... All of a sudden, he pulls up his troll motor and leaves. So he yells at me and then leaves the spot. And at the time, and, and what I found out later is I found out at the time he didn't have anything. Like he didn't even catch any there. He was having a bad day. He went on to catch him later that day, other mm-hmm. place or something. But he was having a bad day and he took it out on me. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm just not putting up with that shit, especially not from him. You know what I mean? So that's that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a different type of communication is what I would recommend right. in that situation. Right. Yeah, but I wonder how many guys think they need to – They don't, guys who might not know you, right? Right. They might know you just in passing. They might think that's how they got to come to you. Well, they that, might think they can't come up to you. You don't whistle hey, nobody dude. like a damn dog. Yeah, but I don't, don't, know. don't. I mean, that, nah. that's just disrespectful. I'm just, I'm just trying to – I, I, I don't know. I know. Yeah. I know. And maybe I shouldn't have stopped. I don't know. I was in – 50th, he was in the top 10. Maybe it was wrong for me to stop. Maybe part of it was my fault, you know? Martindale Reef, though? Well, you know, I mean, again, we're going to we're gonna analyze this tonight. There's different ways yeah. to look at it. 
Yep. You know, and yeah. I'm, again, I might have been in the wrong, but don't don't treat me like that. Yeah, you know I what I mean. I hear that. That's that's ridiculous. Nah. Uh, sorry for all the curses, by the way. <laughs> I was fired up. Uh, who brought that up? You <laughs> <laughs> did. No. I think I brought it up. You said I had something. I think out. subliminally, I really wanted to talk about it. That's <laughs> what we're here for. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, let's, I, you, right, let's do this. Let's get Rick Morris on the phone because okay. we talked a lot about the James River. We talked about uh, Pete's performance and what he did on the Upper James. And I want to get Rick on the phone and talk to him about how he won this event because it was pretty impressive. He was very consistent mm-hmm. over three days, Pete. Uh, especially the last two. Especially the last two days. And that's really what won that event for him is performing consistently over three days. He was one of the guys that made the run. Uh, and I'm curious to, to get in his head a little bit and talk about some of the patterns down there on the chick and how he won. And also talk to him a little bit about, I think, his mindset about making the Classic and and uh, possibly qualifying for the Elites again to see if he's coming back to the Elites. Yeah. It'll be interesting to find out some of that stuff. I mean, he's been at this a long time. As long know? as we have, or if not a little longer. I think right? a little longer. Yeah. You know, and yeah. um, what was it? I, I think I was reading the stat that Brian had written down 200 and some tournaments under his belt yeah. at Bass tournaments yeah. and uh, accomplished his first win Right. this week. That's a, that's a pretty uh, – I mean, that's the second longest streak out there Wow. in that capacity. That's unbelievable. And Rick, and Rick has been fishing – Virginia waters, I'm sure, for 30 years. Yeah. Since the Federation days. Him mm-hmm. and his brother, I know, have a huge mm-hmm. track record there in, in that state. So be interesting to get him on the phone and, and talk to him a little bit about. You have any great Rick Morris stories you're going to bring up by Rick's on the phone? Man, I don't know. I mean, Rick and I have known each other for years and years. Oh, yeah. He, there's a great story, but I, I, I think I'd like him to tell it. Okay. I, th- I, got, a question. I got a question for him, too. I need, I, need, I need a ruling from him on something. Okay. A ruling. I need him to issue the ruling, though. Okay. Uh, why, why we're waiting to get Rick on, is it Skype or the phone, Brian? Uh, trying to call him on Skype right now. Trying to call him on Skype. Why we're waiting, let me uh, remind everybody, we want to hear from you. Please interact with us. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know your thoughts on the topics. You can hit us up on the IM right there next to your screen. Also, hit us up on our social media feeds, especially huh. Facebook, at Ike Live Show. What do you got, Brian? I just got a message. He's bailing. <laughs> He's bailing. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh. Nice. Oh. Uh, give us the Rick Moore story then. <laughs> I, I, don't, well, I don't know. He said uh, he thought he was coming on at 7.30, and it's almost 8 now. So. Okay. I guess he's not used to our schedule. Oh, okay. <laughs> what the hell time is he on? Like I Britain? don't know, dude. Like England? Great Britain? <laughs> it's 10 of 8. All right. Yeah. Well, seven thirty to ten of eight is a twenty minute difference. Well, then let's throw him under the bus. Let's throw him under the bus. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's more fun anyway. Way more fun. All right, so I tell my Rick Moore story. So actually, there, move, Rick. there are a lot of rules that have been you know written over the years. You know, after guys have have you know stuff has happened on the tournament scene, and I'll remember. I'll never forget because it was two thousand seven when this happened. But in two thousand six, I was vying for Angle of the Year. On Table Rock Lake, dude, and I went down the second day. I went down to four pound tests from six because I'm trying to get more bites. And I'm fighting the spot, fighting the spot, and it must have had Nick in a tree somewhere down there because I'm fishing those deep trees on the ends of points. And it's a keeper spot. And I'm fighting this thing, and it gets near the boat, and makes one last run, and tunk, the line breaks at the reel Ugh. where Nick was at, dude. And I'm I'm so focused on winning that angle of the year that year that like. Just instinct took took over, and I like jumped for the line, 
like jumped out of the boat but kept a hand in the boat never yeah. never let go of it grabbed it and like came back out dude i wasn't even wet dude was, dude espn played that forever. i wasn't even you know, wet that, yeah 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 dude. Get back in the boat. I handlined this fish in, dude. Yeah. And it was a keeper. Yeah. I mean, it was an important fish for me in that yeah. event, you know? Uh, but after that happened, the next year, I want to say, I can't remember where we were at. Actually, you know what? It was Smith Mountain Lake. I think, I'm pretty sure it was Smith Mountain Lake. And the next year, Rick had hung one up in a bush. And he's it's it's stuck in a bush and he's fighting it and he can't get it out. He still feels it throbbing down there and it's. And, dude, he just jumps in the water, follows the line down, gets the fish out of the brush pile, gets back in the boat, puts it in the well, and continues to fish the rest of the day. So he gets back to the That's tournament, and, the, you know, the, the, the co- his marshal or co-angler, I can't remember if it was co-anglers, you know, of course was just like, protesting. this is what happened, you know? Yeah. And the terms director was like, you can't do that. <laughs> like, you can't leave the boat. <laughs> so ever since then, Rick's had kind of the underground nickname for Rick has been Scuba Rick. <laughs> Scuba Rick. Scuba, Scuba Rick. What, what year was that? 2007 when that happened. Scuba that, yeah. that replaced – that for me, that's one of my favorite sports moments, you holding on to that ball. Oh, it was crazy. That replaced John Riggins on the toss left when all the Dolphins were just falling off of him for that touchdown. <laughs> <and> that <laughs> I replaced that. Because <laughs> yeah, you kept it legal. You yeah. held on to the boat, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, It's a great well, Rick Moore story. But well – the 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 story that I got from him is uh, is a story that I think he told at one of the seminars we were at or something, it's, but it's hysterical. The uh, like bet you know, Rick was young, getting started in the sport, hot rod. He was driving an Allison, you know, all <laughs> all into the speed and the 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 cool nature of just being a being a kid in the sport, you know. Towing his Allison, you know, what he towed with no, he towed Man. with a, a Trans Am. Or, 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 yeah, pimp, right? A Trans Am. He, he, had, he had like a Trans Am or, Stanley Camaro. or, or, or a Camaro. <laughs> My Mustang. Now, if he was here, he'd, he'd fix it because I know I'm not going to get it exactly like it, like he told it. But, uh, but anyway, he had a sports car, right? Towing, towing his freaking Allison, yeah. right? So, um, so, and that's what he drove around with. And he's driving through town somewhere and, um, and he's pulled up on a traffic light and another, like, Camaro or something pulls up next to him and starts revving the engine yeah. and looking over at him. And uh, he's like, you know, getting hot blooded, oh, like this light's going to go green. So he's right with it, right? Totally forgot he had his bass boat back there. And uh, the light goes green. He takes off. And at first he was losing, but then he just, boom, he just blew the guy away because he dropped the boat right in the intersection. <laughs> Right uh, off the trail. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Wow. Oh, dude. Wow. That is awesome. That's an awesome Cra- story. Crazy story. I'm like, well, did you get arrested or, you know, oh what did what did God. you do? He's like, man, he goes, I, he's, before the cops could get there, anybody, he goes, I just drove back down there. I backed up to the boat and people got out and helped me and we got it back up on the trailer and wow. got out of there with no man. trouble. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I, you know what's funny? Have you ever had experience on the water where, like, you see somebody and you, you like, I don't know, I have, I have these weird things happen where I, I like, see somebody and I'm like, and I'm like, damn, and, and like, you have a feeling he's going to do good in the event or, or win. <laughs> I had something weird happen to me on the James. Uh, I want to tell you, the first day, we're making that big run down there, right? Mm-hmm. 
And, dude, you know, you want to get there. There's so many boats going there. So you want to get there first, right? You know, you want to get to your area or whatever you're thinking first. And, dude, I'm, I'm like, just gunning it. And I'm taking my, you know, taking the waves. And I'm just trying to cut those corners. And I'm every second I'm trying to shave, you know. And I get under the bridge. And I see this boat up ahead of me. And he's like, I'm catching them really quick. And I'm like, should I go right? I'm like, let me go left to him. I'm going to go left because then I can cut this other corner. And it's Morris, dude, and he's in his Triton, and he's going like, honestly, he's going like 60, 62 maybe, mm-hmm. you know, low 60s. And like, and those just, boats are fast, you know. What, tr- traditionally, Tritons yeah. are faster than that. And so, like, I pass him on the left, and as I like, I pass him, like, I look over, you know, and dude, he's just so, I can just see it in him that he's just like. His hair's flowing. He's just—he <laughs> just don't even—he don't care about the speed or anything. Yeah. You know, you can see it in him. This confidence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and honestly, at that, like I, it was like Brian. It was like that flash. You know, yeah, like yeah. you see him and you're like, I'm like, damn, he's gonna do good in this turn. Like I honestly thought yeah. that it was weird. It was one of those swag. weird moments. That's you know? that is. Well, he wound up catching him on brush piles. On brush piles. Yeah. Is is uh you know who's brush piles? <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, there's. <laughs> con, con, there's some controversy there that uh, uh, you know some of those brush piles were like Kelly Pratt's brush piles uh, that you know. But I mean, hey, brush pile bad. in the water is fair game. I don't right. care who's. I mean, there is yeah, no well, names listen, on them. Kelly, you know? Kelly Pratt's dropped a hundred and eighty brush piles in the last ten years. Yeah, he can't claim ownership to every brush pile. Nah, dude. Man. Wait, wait, you can't claim ownership to anything if if you dropped them in the water. Nah, nah. nah. No. no, but you know what's funny about that though? It's di- different places you go. It's different because somebody at ICAST told me a story where, like, the guys literally are like carrying pieces and shit. And if they you show up on a brush pile that they put out, they need to grow the f up. I'm just telling you. Oh, I just want to. People are right that now. grow up loser. Right You're up. claiming piles, dude. Yeah, yeah, grow up, man. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. And and with structure scan now, is it you know you can't hide them. You can't hide them. But how about but the they are hiding them down at the James. They found a way to do it down there, right? You know how they do it. No. The the slats, the crappie slats, and the and they're finding different pipes where they where they'll just put like just slats and they'll drive them in the marsh banks. Yeah. In middle of nowhere. Right. You know, and it creates just enough current break uh, to hold fish. Yeah. And they're they're so small. And they they're not easily detectable by that? side scan, hmm. so uh, you know they're they're finding ways around wow. that. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't even know that tactic existed, man. That's yeah. Uh, a couple of pieces of information on Rick Morris since he bailed on us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you mentioned his second longest uh, uh, win between wins. Winless, yeah, winless streak. streak. Oh, second longest winless streak at 238 events. I believe. Mm-hmm. Bernie Schultz is. His- the- is the longest, current longest. Um, also, the Delaware River. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. That's interesting. When we were here. I wish he was on. Yeah. When we were here, Rick Morris had a lot of negative things to say. I know. That's interesting to me for a guy that. That's a has, river guy. Yeah. He's. he's just know, like the James. He's a Virginia Beach guy, right? Yep. So the uh, the Pocomoke, the, the Upper Chesapeake, the James, he's fished those his whole life. Mm-hmm. He's a title guy. Yep. You know, to hate the Delaware is an interesting. It's an interesting thing. You know? He took he took a lot of heat for that. Yeah, you know, huh. calling it a random fishery and yeah, this and that. It was... But it's just like the James man. I I don't know. He just he just missed it. Yeah, you know, yeah. when he was here. I, I mean, it's more like if you had to go to the James for the first time or the Delaware for the first time, 
You're not dealing with a seven, eight foot tide swing. It, it's more challenging yeah, in Delaware. Not. I mean, no the Delaware doubt. River's got to be one of the but hardest the, places to go to for the first time. And you ain't catching a nine pounder. Out. Yeah, but yeah. but come on, you, you, it's a fishery. I you just got to figure it out, man. I'm just you know? putting myself in the mind of someone who's never been to this place, mm-hmm. who, who didn't do well, who invested a lot to come up here, and it's easy yeah. to vent on a venue like ours because yep. of how challenging it is. Yeah. That's all. Just playing devil's advocate. I never get to do that here. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Brian Carpenter. I don't have to go, Carpenter. Let's uh, do a couple of the things here. I was going to say we take a break and come yeah. back. Because we have iCast. We got the, I, the, uh, the Ike yeah. Foundation. Yeah. Let's, cool. let's, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, let's catch up on iCast for sure. And uh, then we're going to get Aaron Martins on the phone for sure. Awesome. Uh, so hang in there with us. When we come back, Aaron Martins, the winner of Lake Champlain, Bass lead event, unless he bails on us like Rick Morris, will be joining us. Uh, <laughs> hang in there with us. When we come back, more Ike Live.